Hello and welcome to episode number five of Football is Life. And sometimes death. I'm Niffer. And I'm Andy. And we've got some pep in our step because we're recording not even a day after Orlando City won its first piece of hardware since becoming an MLS club. And we are sleep deprived and we are on fumes because we probably got home around midnight. <laughs> yep, that is true. That is true. A quick note and trivia. This is the fifth game in a row that Oscar Perea win. And this is the highest and the only time he has the strike since he joined the team in 2020. We never won five games in a row with Oscar. It's incredible. It's a great time to be an Orlando City Lion. I'm very happy about it. Um, We're going to kind of speed through a few of the regular season games, touching on some highlights, and then we're going to talk about the final. So uh, that's what you have in store. So let's just jump right into it. Let's first talk about the game that feels like it was a month ago, but it was only a couple weeks ago. Um, Charlotte in Charlotte on the 21st. Yeah, that game was looking awful in our hands. <laughs> in the beginning, in the beginning, it was a little, little bit um, look bad. And we looked like it's yeah. gonna gonna end ugly and looked like that we're gonna lose. Even we scored first. We yeah. scored first. We scored in the 62 second minute of the game. But four mm-hmm. minutes later, boom, they scored a goal. But the only thing yeah. that I want to mention here is they, the team after that, and the thing that me and Nefer will talk about a little bit uh, through the whole episode is Oscar Perea substitution. Oscar Perea, mm-hmm. one of his... Um, our main feedbacks and our main down point that we thought about Oscar for the last two years, that when he decided to put players in and he had mm-hmm. some sort of ritual, I don't know what to call it, he always made his substitution. He was required by law yeah. to not make a substitution until the 70th minute. And I, it, it was very, <laughs> very weird and bizarre and doesn't make any sense and usually the game either doesn't need it or need it earlier so especially mm-hmm. in the nani era it was he bring nani usually around 70 80 minutes and it was mm-hmm. why he's doing that he we need him early or no we're doing fine you need somebody else what he been doing yeah. in the last four games that his substitution where on point. So in that game... Yeah, it, very proud. Yeah. Very happy. At that game, he did a couple of substitution. He put Tesho, and we're going to talk about Tesho in a second. <laughs> and we he put Cartagena, and he put uh, Nico and Benji Michel. And, no, he put... Yeah, and Benji. Yes. Yeah. And all of them impacted that game tremendously. We looked mm-hmm. totally different. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons... We saw the goal from Tisho in the end of the game, which mm-hmm. is a game in the last minute. And this is proving my point that I mentioned it in early episodes of our podcast that we were missing heart and we got the heart back. The players were playing mm-hmm. until the last minute of the game. They fight, mm-hmm. they push, and that's when the other team make the mistake. And voila! 
Yep. And we then uh, against uh, NYCFC, our first rivals. Um, that was a really good game. I will note that uh, Benji Michelle was wearing yep. green boots for that game, and he did not play as well. So I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here on the campaign for pink boot Benji and only pink boot Benji. So let's just make sure that note gets to him, okay? Yes, I will, t- I will try to pass this information to him. <laughs> yeah, and he just didn't uh, play as well with his little green shoes. Yeah, and and <laughs> the, when you get to the New York game, it was also a very interesting to play uh, one of the top teams. And to give the full disclaimer, they are not looking good at all since they lost their coach, but they still have the old uh, core talent in their team. So. Mm-hmm. It was really heartwarming to see it, and it was also very nice to finally beat them outside mm-hmm. penalty kicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, drama. for sure. Well, and uh, getting a, a goal in the seventh minute, Junior Urso coming yep. in strong. That's always that always helps so much if you well. If you then continue to play the game, sometimes we get an early goal and we decide we're just going to play for, like we're just going to park the bus and it never works. So uh, I was grateful that they kept their foot on the gas. In the beginning of the second half, they immediately score one. And you can see in the end of that uh, game, uh, we peaking up in comparison to uh, older Orlando City when we have a problem that... We usually, our fitness and our effort in the game goes down. Because we are in the end of the season. And usually mm-hmm. this is when you start seeing the team's fitness start to go down. By that time and the end of the game, usually struggle and heavy boots. Uh, people are trying to mm-hmm. be slower. It's happening. It, the opposite is happening in Orlando. We are actually looks it's wild and you feel they suddenly have a fifth gear coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere which is a very good for our team especially we are in the last lag of the t- uh, of the whole MLS uh, league and we are getting toward the playoff every point counts and thankfully the yeah, teams around wild. us doing favors which is helping us to go further in the Table. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. It's nice to see the change. Um, you know, and and New York scored right after the half. Um, but Tesho, another important substitution, came into the game um uh, in the 77th minute and replaced Green Shoot Benji and uh <laughs> and he came in and he he came to not mess around. I think he was still feeling it after the uh uh, coming off the bench and scoring in the last minutes of the Charlotte game. And he just wanted to see it be even more dramatic. So in the 90 plus 90th plus six minute, that's a lot of, sorry. Um, he uh, scored a, a, a game winner again. And so it's just, you know, to see these guys sort of look like they're cool with a tie transition to like really fighting for the win, especially at home was really great to see and really fun. And it just, you know, it, it's created some really and good momentum for the it's team. It's always a great to feel there. They are giving the feeling of never give up. We are keep pushing and we will push until we can't and until the last 
part of the game, and that was significant in Charlotte, in uh, New York game, and in Seattle Sounder game. All of these games were great to um, to resemble of the heart that came back. Mm-hmm. And worse to note that Tisho, before the Charlotte game, he waited 14 months without a goal. And that mm-hmm. was then two goals in two games, which is awesome. And not just goals, but late cardiac cats, yes. you know, keeping our keeping us on our toes, last minute sort of goal. So it's pretty amazing. And it's amazing that also to see that our team is exciting again. Uh, we 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 are not. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it's boring. It's the last ten minutes. Let's go home. Or ah. Eh, we will never do anything in the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I personally, I am, I am in that club. Usually, when I feel the game is over, I either turn it off or leave. But I learn from my mistakes. With Orlando City these days, <laughs> you don't give up an opportunity to score until the referee whistle his last whistle, Absolutely. and that will take us to the next game. Seattle Sounders. Yes. Seattle Sounders. Yes, I was going to say that's a perfect example of the Seattle Sounders game because, you know, to be honest, until the 50th minute, it looked like it was Seattle's game. I mean, they scored in the 26th. We couldn't put anything together. And And then they scored again in the 52nd. Still, we were zero, goose egg, shutout. And I was nervous. I was feeling like we... We were the better team on the pitch, but we couldn't. There was just something that we couldn't quite get together. And that's I gonna be Debbie Debbie Downer now. I think this is the part that um I don't. Remember, I think I was talking to you about it yesterday. I think this is one of the things that I begin to notice when we play Ursu, Facundo, and Mar- Mauricio Pereira in the middle, all the three together. I think we have um, a slight. Not problem, but we have um, less dynamic between the three on how they spread uh, and how they navigate the spaces in the field. And I think uh, when we played Pato in the middle and Mauricio behind him, that controlled it a little bit. But since we mm-hmm. played Kara, uh, Kara is a very aerial player meaning that you need him in the middle you drop balls to him he either take it with Mm -hmm. his head to the goal or he just hold it place it uh to somebody coming from the back that's how Kara works but i think what i noticed Kara is not the greatest striker with a through pass you can't put the ball Mm -hmm. to toward him to a free space and he will run he doesn't do that very well. No, he does not do that at all. To be honest, very well. Uh, and the <laughs> yesterday all. game was a great example for that. But what I'm saying that causing a truncated effect to the people behind him in in, in example mm-hmm. of Facundo, Urso, and Mauricio. You see that in Sounder game, and you saw it yesterday in Sacramento game. They are next to each other, very close, and they are not. Uh, they suddenly they stop where I go and they look back, pass it back mm-hmm. to the defense and then to the front. But in the game yeah. against Sounder, 
suddenly. I don't know. Ha- this game is a great example of the heart because we had the uh, we had the game. They scored in the twenty six minutes. Even the tide was in mm-hmm. our side a little bit, but they were pushing and they were better and they had more opportunity at that time toward the goal. Then the start of the second half, they got a fifty second minute, and then we said, "Oh yeah." We gonna have it, and it's gonna be great. And mm-hmm. what happened? The fifty-three minute for Kundatoris, the penalty kick by Erjan Kara, and Kyle mm-hmm. Smith, the accountant, my favorite player. Mm-hmm. He scores in the mm-hmm. loss in the ninety-first minute with a shocker. And there was a delay, and they were saying it's a VAR, it's an offside, even if it's an own goal. Mm-hmm. But that was a great example of we pushing and pushing. And also, did we miss a penalty in that game too? Mercy Pereira. Uh-huh, yes. That's when, honestly, I felt that it going to be a major problem. And I was worried that the game will slip out of our hand because of that. Because emotions of... Your captain going for the penalty kick, and he gonna score, and he gonna change the game. The tide's gonna go around. Then, womp nope. womp. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's always a difficult position when the guy who is when you're in a position to like change the nature of the game, and you aren't successful. It's hard for it to not feel like the nail in the coffin. And I'm just. I. I. It's really. You know, I feel like the team showed a lot of heart in the second half and, and came out strong and really went for it. And, you know, Torres is, is a real is a real something special on our team. He has been involved. This is not actual numbers, just emotionally. It feels like he's been involved either as the score or the assist on like 70 percent of the goals we've scored this season. And that's pretty significant. So I'm always like, oh, if, if Torres has the ball, I feel like, okay, well, we might score now. And I don't feel like that with everybody who plays in our midfield. I agree. And I uh, I think he's a great add to the uh, to the team. And the uh, $9 million or $8 million, I'm, I've been hearing both numbers this, uh, today about how much we paid for his transfer. But he's doing worth every penny. Worth every penny. <laughs> he is amazing. I was talking to our friend Taylor yesterday, and I said, man, if we had Facundo Torres and we had DK on the front, this team can win. I can't even think about it. I can't (laughs) even think about it. It would have been, we would have smashed the competition. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I can't even think about it. I hadn't considered that. Uh, Andy, you're breaking my heart. DK, if you're listening to us, uh, Please come back to your team. We love you and we miss you dearly here in Orlando. This team really this do. team will love to have you back. And we're gonna sing for you. We're gonna do whatever you want. <laughs> I yeah, think I think he's enjoying his time in Europe. Yeah, but he they are he, he he's not playing much and he is not Well he was injured for most of the he's, time he's been playing true. there. But he never gets injured in Orlando. <laughs> okay, okay. 
Okay, that's a little that's a little much, my friend. Uh, okay. Okay, I want to talk about I want to talk about the main event here, the U.S. Open Cup final. Oh yeah. Last night, Exploria Stadium. Let me just set the stage. Okay. <laughs> it's um, one million percent humidity because it's Orlando. It's just dusk. The entire stadium is filled. Twenty five thousand plus people. Five hundred and sixty one. Okay, whatever. 25,561 people plus all of the workers are cheering for Orlando in their heart. And there's like 200 Sacramento fans, if that. I mean, it's just like a sliver of the stadium. Purple as far as the eye can see. Everyone on their feet jumping up and down. I mean, it was just like this crazy atmosphere and just such a fun, like that, that, that feels like the first season when Orlando City was in the MLS or when we first got into Exploria stadium, like when it wasn't even called that yet, it was just like, there was such energy around the team. And I feel like in the last few years, it hasn't really been like that. And I know COVID and a bunch of other things, but um, even when we were playing in the MLS's back tournament and we were playing really well and, and really coming uh, out of our, out of the woodwork, it just didn't have the same feeling. I feel like yesterday was the rebirth of this team. I really feel like that. Yeah. This this run of games has been so good, but I think yesterday was the culmination of like we're we're really going to be a soccer town again. I agree. And uh yeah, this morning on uh open mic on uh on the radio, they were com- saying the last time that we had a full capacity in the stadium, a sold out stadium was before COVID. Even the game, even yeah. the oh, even the game that considered sold out, the game against uh, New England two seasons ago in the uh, quarterfinal in the second round of the MLS Cup, that was full mm-hmm. sold out, but uh, into the capacity of COVID capacity, which was I think at that time was around ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, just under fifty percent. Yeah crazy i just was a crazy the whole the vibe was good it was just like uh so pumped but then on the before pitch, we go to that i will before say, we go to that i want to oh. just mention one more thing about the feeling going to the stadium i entered the stadium yesterday at six forty-five, seeing that the three quarter of the wall is full with spectator give me goosebumps give me the feeling that we mm-hmm. are we are in a soccer stadium. No offense taken to any stadium in U.S., but that entrance and seeing your the most committed play, uh, sorry, uh, spectators and fans of your club sitting and standing and waiting for your team. Hour and a half before the game, give me the feeling that I'm mm-hmm. back to Europe and Egypt when I go to stadium. So. It was a great thing, even what Nefer was about to mention. It was in the background. Do we, would you mind tell us yes. what was going on? So the game was on Wednesday night. Tuesday, uh, Orlando's biggest hater, for some reason, Taylor Twelman, he posted on Twitter that U.S. soccer officials are aware of first-team staff spying on the Sacramento Republic having practice and that for 45 minutes they were videotaping and were at, being He didn't absolute. say videotaping uh, by the way. He okay. didn't say videotape. 
He didn't say videoing. Somewhere later in the report, videoing became a part of it. The tweet no, was I like... No, I was going to say, because that's a very important piece for what I, I'm reading and I'm, I'm, I am hearing. Because it's... First of all, let, let's also mention that uh, Orlando City offered to them to have the facility of Orlando City available for them. And their reply was, oh, no, thank you. Because we don't, Orlando is known for their dark forces. I don't even know what that means. One, they didn't mean anything to me, and and I didn't understand it. And they went to a public training facility, and they went there where youth soccer teams Tra- practice. I'm not kidding. Youth yep. soccer teams practice at this facility. There are no fences. It is public. Like you don't even have to pay for parking. It's public. And. <laughs> FYI, there is nothing in soccer, nothing in football. There's no rule against yes. it. Uh, uh, let me tell you a quick it. incident. Last January, Egypt was playing in the African Cup of Nations, and we playing against Ghana, and Ghana was flying drones over the game, our training facility, and nobody can say anything. So Yeah, also because what are you going to learn in training? Like, I'm sorry, this is just like different than other sports where like, there isn't a ton of trickery or like secrets in this sport. So anyway, I, I, I will tell you what say... you're going to learn. Set pieces. That's the only thing you will know from watching at training because they may or may not train for on couple of set pieces. That's the maximum you can gain from that. Unless you want to learn, uh, unless okay. you want to learn some new techniques on your warm up. <laughs> or how to dribble the uh, ball, or how to shoot the ball yeah. on the goal. Those are your options. They do pigeon stretch as part of their cooldown. Oh, okay. Okay, great to know. I don't know. It's just all very silly. But the thing that was just so crazy is like the way it was reported was like bombshell. And it's just like, get your facts together first. And then the next day, there was like more questions because someone, someone said uh, they were training at a public park. Um, it was like they they uh, were maybe taking notes on their phone, but not video recording. And it was just like this whole thing that was like, why would you say any of that stuff? Like it just, what are you trying to do, Taylor Twelman? Why do you hate us with your whole heart? Okay, We'd love to have you on the podcast to tell us why you hate Orlando City. Because here's two, three things that I noticed. I w- just watched the game again when I get home uh, earlier today mainly while I'm working, <laughs> but there's a couple of things. So uh, after the game, they Oscar the coach, uh, they ask the coach from Sacramento, what's your comment? And he said, uh, there is no comment uh, that peop- uh, that uh, I have no comments. Uh, Orlando played well. That's what he said. Oscar Perea been asked, what's your comments? And he said, I can tell you there was no official person from Orlando City there. Then my last comment on that uh, that I noticed what Tillman said in the beginning of the broadcast on ESPN Plus yesterday. He said, "I love that drama. I love that this is a part of our drama. Let we ha- let's have more of that." He is such an instigator, Taylor. If you're listening, I have words for you. I want to talk this out. He's not listening. That's fine. I want to talk about the game though, because while that was very dramatic. The first yes. 60 minutes of the game were 
only stressful because we all knew that it was going to end in a win or a loss. Um, because it was just like there, we were not taking advantage. We were not playing super well. There was a lot of congestion, uh, through the offensive front of our team. It was like, we thankfully were doing the thing that I've been begging our team to do, which is actually play through the midfield. So I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But there was like, no, like the final third, it was like, oh, we're, we forgot how to play soccer. Sorry. I couldn't believe it. Two things about this uh, this sixty minutes. First, mm -hmm. I think the team were a um, little bit uh, afraid of having um, conceding a goal and then lose, yeah. and then they feel that oopsie daisy, we lost to USL champion team, which will be. Uh, something that's going to live with the Orlando City for the longest time. So mm -hmm. I think this is one of the of the pulling back that we saw. The other Yeah, but we don't play well when we play scared. That's that's what I was about to say. That's mm -hmm. why uh you can see that Oscar told them you're going to play through the middle. You're going to play through the middle. You're going to play through the middle. And they've been trying the whole game that they play through uh, Arujo and uh, Mauricio Pereira, Fukundo Tourist, and Orso. That's what they're trying to do. And then in the end, they can't do a through pass to Erin Cara. Didn't work. Uh, you can see that Truan, for first time in a long time, that he is not sprinting on the line. The new guy, Angulo, who I like a lot, he was he was trying to run to uh, next to the line, but it's not what dynamically we used to see from Orlando City. We had a lot of balls from Urso that were overpowered to go to Ruan. We had a lot of balls that going to Erdrenkar that we mentioned early. He's not good on doing through pass. So there, this is the part. Once we got Benji in, Benji is dynamic. Okay, let me make a comment about Benji. If you noticed, he was wearing pink boots. That's all I'm saying. It's, it, it, I'm just it, saying, it's not a conspiracy. Soccer and true. superstition go hand to hand. So I've been wearing the same shirt every game since the start of the oh, season. Geez. I've been wearing the same shorts since the start of the season. So that's... That's my rituals when I go to a soccer game. But <laughs> but in general, he was wearing uh, wearing his lucky boots in our oh, eyes. Yeah. And once he got in, you can see Oscar Perea told the team what he need to be done in that half. It was. And I will mention also something you like a lot. We were doing high pressure and high press, sorry, high press mm -hmm. the whole mm -hmm. game. We're not we are we were not sitting back. So makes me I was happy. grateful very to the happy. whole thing. I was grateful to see the team being that type of brilliancy and pushing and the goal the first goal was chef's kiss. Chef's smoosh. That placing oh. Oh, let me just say that Torres, I'm just like, 
I'll, I, I told myself I can't buy any more jerseys because I only have one body and I can't, I shouldn't have that many jerseys, but the next one I get, I feel like it's going to be a Torres shirt, man. Like he's so fun to watch. He's very good. I hope he stays with us. Well, at He's least good. one more season. That's He's all I'm good. hoping for. I don't think this is the thing that I noticed when I was doing some research for our team. Our team core is really young, really young. Oh, he's like nineteen. They are very, very, very young. Him, Arujo. Uh, mm-hmm. when we get to Antonio Carlos, which something amazed me when I was doing the research. Antonio Carlos is just 29. Just 29. Yeah. Robin Jansen is 30. This is Those people still have at least, at least four years. I'm not going to talk about our baby in the back, Schlegel. Uh, that's, <laughs> I want to mention yeah. Schlegel to be specific about the yesterday game. Did you see? Yeah, no, he played with a lot not, of heart yesterday. I'm not going to about the heart. I'm talking about the sheer amount of happiness and excitement. Mm. You see him uh, when he uh, do some slides and the, the, the passion about how he's defending. Then you see uh, the first goal of him on the ground bounding the the field from the happiness he was like i'm gonna use this i know he's an adult but he was like a little baby (laughs) that finally found his joy i'm serious it was very heartwarming when i saw him and taylor was sitting next to me standing next to me and i every time we saw him we he he was that definitely you can see some stuff that i hope he doesn't do later in his career like in one of the uh, fouls the ball was on the uh, goalkeeper line and he went and kick it then the sideline saw him and he began to <laughs> argue with him that he want to uh, calm down the game it yeah. was dude <laughs> you're a professional player you yeah, shouldn't no, have those conversations so i just am such a big schlegel fan so fun so okay we had torres scoring the 75th and then again in the 80th, it was just incredible. And then it, it just like, when we got the first one, it felt like, you know, and then the second goal came and it was like, okay, okay. We can like let, we can breathe a tiny bit because here we are in the 80th minute and we just scored our second goal. They still have zero, but they, I will say Sacramento fought super hard and they were still playing like they could win even after we got the second goal. And that's why I'm grateful to how we played. We we didn't take our foot mm-hmm. off the gas. We kept pushing, we kept pounding, yeah. and we kept trying to win with more goals. And this yeah. is what I think we missed like two goals after the second goal. There is mm-hmm. one. The, 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 yeah, we did. They were amazing. And honestly, when Erjan was Erkan Kara was playing, also he missed a couple of goals. Uh, placed in the first half that will if they were in they were be changing will change the game completely there was a dominancy on how lethal we are so they shot five five the whole game on us two were in the goal we have 15 we have three plus the three goals. I don't understand the position because they saying and I was mm-hmm. talking with the 
people were with us in the game, the position was really low. Uh, to in comparison, they were fifth in the first half mm-hmm. was fifty five forty five, mm-hmm. which didn't feel that way. And the the whole game was fifty two forty eight. Also, doesn't make any sense. But overall, I like that we are not rushing anything. We are not trying overpowering a play that will make us lose the ball. And I'm talking about now the last four games since. Um, since the game against Charlotte to today, they are not forcing thing out of nowhere, which mm-hmm. I'll mention another thing. Liverpool, what they've been doing the last couple games, they will be losing because they were trying for something not there. However, our lovely Orlando City, they were wise. Yeah. They're standing on their ground and they're scoring in the right time when the uh, the opportunity open up and the opportunity is there. So I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really happy with the game. Love Benji's finisher um, in the 90th plus sixth minute. Uh, just really, you know, clutch. And then his acrobatics are always exciting. Um, it was just an incredible night. Just a really great, beautiful night to be in Exploria Stadium with, you know, 25,000 of your closest friends yep. just screaming your head off and I just like, man, I, it makes me want us to win everything. I want us to win every trophy we can win forever now. Now, the hope and dream, and this is the dream, that we go beat Philadelphia on Sunday. That, will that be... is the goal. I really want us to awesome. keep our momentum, but I also am like, what if we just set OCB? Just didn't worry about it. Just take a, just take the week off. But I was looking at um, the table, and right now there we are only uh, seven points behind. Um, the next people up in the table were fifth, and we're only ten behind the third place. And so we could get some home field opportunities, which I feel like Orlando really benefits from home field advantage more than even other teams because we have. Such an amazing atmosphere. In True, and I think that teams in front of us they play two games over more than us. So the team in front of us is Orlando, uh, New York City. Uh, they are thirty uh, thirty games, mm-hmm. and we only play twenty eight. And the go uh, and the, yeah, uh, and oh. the points difference is four. So mm-hmm. if we won the next two games or two games that we are behind, we jumped over. In why, and then you have yeah. Red Bull twenty seven, which is five point. So you need to get your two games win to get to to be mm-hmm. in the third place. Yeah, which mm-hmm. this means that you have a home field advantage. Yeah, well, there's only six games left. So what if we just win them all and just don't stop winning until the final? That's that's what I would like to see, Andy. Is that too much to ask? Yes. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, so the teams are hot. So some teams are uh, getting better. So we have six games left. We have Philadelphia in Philadelphia. Then we get it, we get Atlanta here. Mm-hmm. We get uh, Toronto here. Then we go out to play New York. I don't mm-hmm. remember if it's we playing New York first or Miami. Then it, Columbus, the last game. So those six games, yeah, we gonna go to New York, then out to Miami, then we come back for the last game for Columbus. 
So out of those games, mm-hmm. I think uh, on paper we have a great opportunity to beat to beat Atlanta. We should yes. beat Atlanta because we're playing home. And Toronto. And Toronto. Even both and Miami. Of... <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm worried about Miami game, actually. I know because we're we're playing there and Miami is mm-hmm. getting hot. It's actually Miami, mm-hmm. Toronto, and Atlanta. The three been in, they've been winning for a quite a while. Mm. Miami's last Miami's last five lose lose win win draw. Uh on the thirteenth of August they beat New York. In a nutshell, you need to win all your home games. That's nine points. That's nine points out of your six. Your six is eighteen. You get half of those points. Nine points. If you got two those nine points, you have six of them will push you over Red Bull. So if you give that you're still in the nine points. Second is gonna be hard because Montreal is just one game over us, uh, more than us, and they are ten points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ten points that's ahead. gonna yeah. that's gonna be. They would need to go on a losing streak, and uh, yes, and they are currently in really good form. They're on a little so bit of a run for wins. Also, I hope that we win um, every game in home at home, and maybe we beat New York in New York, which is didn't happen in a quite a while, and. If we tie with Philadelphia, I'd be fine with a draw in New York. I mean, it'd be great to win, but a draw would be great. In New York. I, my hope and dream: beat New York in New York, tie with Philadelphia, and we end the game that we end the season that you didn't lose in the last three months. Yeah, I mean that would be incredible. Be- It'd be incredible because you have uh, August. You didn't lose a game except the DC game. I don't count that game at all. But <laughs> <laughs> but the DC game, uh, other than the DC game, you win every game in uh, August and October. And uh, sorry, in September. So if you win those and win that and win October, you are in a good form, and that will take mm-hmm. you to the next game. Next, sorry, next round of the playoff. Yeah. In a good shape. Yeah. Listen, all I know is I I like. Orlando is playing some of the best I've seen us play in a long time. The stadium feels electric. We're like dealing with rain delays. Like it's, and everybody's turning up, you know, like we're all doing our part. And I think that that's just really special. It's a really special new rebirth, like I said, of the team, I think. And so uh, I'm just super happy. Uh, uh, Poppy and Tesho won in 2016 the U.S. Open Cup, and I'm glad that their partnership could bring them another cup. You know, it's really cool. And please, if you live in Orlando, uh, around Orlando, and you have time, please come to the games. Or oh, the game for Wednesday next week at six with Atlanta. It's just sixteen bucks. It's gonna be electric, and it's gonna be after yesterday game, so there will be a lot of celebration because the first home game after the last game so let's let's i already ordered my championship shirt so champion shirt so i can't wait to pick it up wear it Woo! it's gonna be so fun all right we've gone long sorry y'all but also you're welcome and uh until next time go city